they're very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the sixth episode of the War Cry podcast. I am your host, uh, Yahola Tiger, aka the One Man Band. So this episode to me is 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 going to be is is going to be so exciting. Um, I have a, uh, a guy, uh, a listener, had, you know, who I would consider a friend. He, he, uh, we've been talking back and forth on some things, and and he decided to to kind of share some stories. And his name is Derek Morris. Um, he's Eastern Band Cherokee uh, from the Tennessee, uh, North Carolina border area. Um, he doesn't live too far from the Appalachian Trail, so I'm going to have some stories from him, um, and that's basically going to, you know, be the crux of the episode. I'm, I'm going to chime in on a few things, uh, but before we get to Derek, um, I was just kind of, you know, as I go throughout my week and I think about, you know, our watch shows, I don't know if you guys watch the show Survivor, and it's Survivor 43, I believe. I'm I'm getting to the point with Survivor that I'm I'm just it's just booty cheeks. It's like people my age who like grew up on Survivor and they're trying to do the survivory things. Um uh, drives me absolutely crazy. And you know, they ended the season basically, you know, the most unlikely to win one. And that's been like the the kind of the thing over the last two seasons. But I mentioned that and you know kind of critiquing that you know, another show that I kind of made me really think really hard is I've, I've, I've caught up on the latest episodes of Yellowstone. And one of the underlying storylines of Yellowstone is this battle for the chief or for the chairman of the, of the tribe that's in that tribe that they, they have in Yellowstone. And I'm not going to say this is what's wrong with Indian country and Indian communities and things like that. But like the grab for power and, you know, the, I guess the old guard, you know, being kind of threatened by the new guard or the new way of things. And I think one thing too, that they kind of get it right in, in all honesty. Um, I see that in Indian country now, just here in Oklahoma, you, you see kind of a, a, a shift a change and, attitudes and perspectives and and you know some things are good you know other things are kind of like eh, you know like okay whatever but you know the but the reason why i bring that up is it's you know it's kind of interesting from that show to see that kind of dare i guess dare i say dynamic because i'm not gonna lie to y'all and you, us Indians out here, we know we can be haters of our own people. And we don't, you know, we always kind of, oh, they ain't doing that great now, you know, kind of downplaying. And I think that's one thing that I, I've noticed just in kind of general, like everybody's kind of nice to each other to their face and to the public. And oh, yeah, I just kind of, I see kind of the things that happen behind the scenes on some things. And like, I think that's kind of what Yellowstone is, you know, whoever, Taylor Sheridan, if he had some, 
some real Indians coming in through there and saying, hey, this is how we are to each other. Like, I, I, I believe 100% in supporting each other, you know, and that's kind of my thing. But I just thought it was kind of interesting to, you know, to watch that show and kind of see the dynamics between, you know, tribal members, but then also to tribal members and non-tribal members. And that's one of my favorite shows just because, you know, I love the, the, the ceremonies they do. And they talk about those ceremonies. Um, like the the burial ceremony, you know, that's, I know northern tribes and northwest tribes, I know they do things like that, and, you know, to, for her to cut her hair off, you know, I was like, man, that's, that means, you know, that's something right there, you know, that's a, that's moving, that's, you know, that's, that means something real, you know, happened, and, you know, the funny part, in the one of the latest episodes when, uh, when Casey's wife, uh, Monica, when she, when her, their little boy died, um, John, you know, Rip, the, the cowboy asked, you know, uh, I can't think of his name in the show. Um, but he goes, why do y'all do that? He goes, uh, I don't have to tell you or something along the lines of like, you know, I don't really have to answer you. You know, I don't have to tell you. And Rip kind of smiles like, yeah. You know, that's your, that's your people, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I like about Yellowstone that kind of makes me really, you know, kind of think about some things. And I just thought I'd throw that out there, you know, when I saw that dynamic. I said, I kind of see that, you know, here in Oklahoma with different things. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you, some people are probably going to be like, dang, he really hating on us. But, you know, I'm just, it's just an observation that I have. And I'm full of observations that I notice things. And But, uh, like I said, uh this episode, I'm going to go ahead and move it forward here. Uh, this episode, uh, like I said, Derek Morris, you know, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you sharing your stories and kind of giving some insight of what you kind of think uh, Bigfoot is and, you know, what these some of these other entities are or, you know, kind of the different types of Bigfoot or, you know, whatever these creatures can be. But I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to turn this over to Derek now. Sio, Nigad. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Derek, um, Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Um, uh, these stories are coming from, uh, if you look at the map, I'm in the very northeastern corner of Tennessee, right near the North Carolina border. I've got a couple of Bigfoot stories for you Sasquatch, Ranyunwe, Uniwadowahi. It's got many names and many cultures. But this first story was told to me by my uncle, um, so I get into it. He tells me this happened um, in probably the early 80s, probably around September or October in, uh, in deer season. He was out hunting. And he says to me, hey, I was out, I was out hunting and uh, I kept getting a nervous feeling that I was being watched or something was following me. Uh, kept looking around and never saw anything. Um, didn't really hear anything either, but he just couldn't shake the feeling that uh, that something was watching him. So uh, after a long morning of not seeing any deer or anything, he finally decided to head back home and uh, he crossed a barbed wire fence. You know, he pushed the middle strand down and crawled through and uh, came up and started going up a little hill and. He just got the, the feeling hit him re real hard again to, to something was watching him and to turn around. So finally he turned around and he saw 
he said he saw this big hairy beast, this creature, just step over the fence, you know, like like maybe we would step over a, a kid's toy in the floor, just like it was not really nothing. But it stepped over and it stopped and looked at him, and he looked at the creature and he said it was just frozen, it was petrified, it was scared to death. And uh, and finally the creature, he just threw his leg back over the fence and and it stepped all the way over the fence and just walked off into the woods. And he said, I've saw a lot of things, you know, but that time I was so scared, uh, I'd never been that scared before. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. I'd had him tell a couple of friends that same story, and he's always told it the same way. So this this uncle, he's pretty no-nonsense guy, you know. He, he He's straight up, and honestly, I believe him. He was seemed kind of rattled when he when he would tell the story you know kind of kind of nervous you know but he's got no reasons to make things up so that was that was one story so that's the first uh first story that Derek has shared but you know kind of piggyback on what his story there's been times, you know, like at my parents' house back when we used to have a dog named Luke. My my dad would go out into the the, the woods that we have surrounding the house, and he'd go out there and cut wood. And you know, there'd be times where out of out of you know out of nowhere, my dad would stop cutting wood, or he's messing with the chainsaw, and that dog would go, you know, kind of on his haunches and look. And my dad would listen, and the forest would be dead quiet. So, you know, that's, I really appreciate him telling that story because that's a lot of that, you know, you know, when, when animals go quiet like that, it means there's a predator around. And that's usually kind of the key to where you know if something's around. But I'm going to kick it right back over to Derek. Um, but I just thought I'd mention that real quick because I just thought that was really interesting, you know, that that kind of that, it's almost like a uh, like a warning. Like, you know, when it goes quiet like that, something's around. But here's Derek again. Another Sasquatch story that I have, uh, this happened to me, of course, the same area here in Tennessee, North Carolina border. This was about uh, 2006, uh, it, was, it was December, and this was back when I smoked cigarettes. So I would go outside, you know, to, to smoke my cigarettes because my wife didn't smoke and I didn't want her to, to have to smell my bad habits. So I was outside, it was uh, probably about 9 o'clock, 9.20 at night, and I was out smoking the last cigarette for the day, it's time to go to bed, to get up early and go to work the next morning. But I was out there and uh, smoking, sitting on my steps, and maybe, uh, I'm going to say maybe an eighth of a mile ahead, the way I was facing, I lived on a dead-end road. And the road did end because it, it went up the mountain, you know, the, it stopped at the base of the mountain. So about an eighth of a mile up from where I was sitting, I just started hearing this something, some kind of, it sounded like monkeys just wolfing and chuffing and barking and just, wah, 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 you know, just going off. And it was so loud. I remember I was, I was in shock when I heard that, I just... Because I've been outside, you know, in the hunting and fishing and all that all my life, man. I grew up here, but I never heard that before. So I don't know what that was. I'm not saying it's a, it's a Sasquatch or something like that, but it's just, it sounded, like I said, it sounded like monkeys 
you know, it sounded like two, two monkeys. One would go off and then over to the right from it was a higher pitch one. Um, maybe a female or something, I don't know, but it would kind of, they would do a back and forth exchange, maybe four or five minutes. But I was stunned, man. I was shocked. I was like, what in the world is this racket, man? It didn't sound like any other animal that I'd heard. Wow. I mean, imagine hearing that. Imagine hearing it sound like monkeys, basically, in the woods. And you're in the middle of, uh, you're in the middle of, like, you know, North Carolina, Tennessee, and, like, you're just hanging out, chimps. But Derek has shared a quite a, quite a, you know, few different types of audios with, from the Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation podcast. Uh, he shared a, a, quite a few things, and I'm going to play an audio that was on, it was on Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation podcast. Um, I'm going to play that now. Yeah, like I said, he's he shared, you know, that audio clip, and then he's also shared, you know, pictures, and and, and he he actually has a video of Eyeshine that he sent us, and man, I can't believe it. I was like, dang, that's pretty clear, you know, that's pretty pretty stinking clear. But um, I'm gonna get back to his stories. This is his final story, and he kind of goes into what he kind of thinks Bigfoot Bigfoot Sasquatch, um, what he thinks that is. This was a. Uh another story that um, I've not really told many people this but I all I can tell you is what what I saw um, I work woke up for work one morning it's going down the road you know it's dark of course maybe uh, maybe 4:30 a.m. and uh, I go the same same way to work every day you know just one way down the mountain and I come around this blind corner, <clears throat> and huh, I don't know, but all I know is I saw on the left-hand side of the road, beside a fence, beside a fence post and a fence, there was a tall, hairy figure standing right beside the road. And it, it was huge. I mean, it was kind of a grayish color, kind of a silverish gray, kind of like maybe charcoal gray uh, but its face was it looked like it had its hair was hanging down its face like matted looking so the face kind of looked messed up you know like uh, just all matted and unkept hair and the the reason why I don't tell this story much this thing stepped over the fence and once it kicked its other leg up over the fence it took about two steps it was a big open field behind it there was no trees or no ditches or embankments or anything it took about two steps and the only thing that I can say is it just it just stopped being there it disappeared or whatever you want to call it it was just not there anymore 
and I don't, I've never saw things, you know, that, like hallucinations, I've never done that, um, I was just on my way to work, but the, the second that I saw it, I was just shocked, like this fear came over me, like I'd never experienced before, you know, I saw bear, and, and, and all the usual animals around here, but just that it was almost like terror, the sheer terror, the second I saw that, just I couldn't believe what I was seeing, but like I said, it took about two steps, and then just, it was like somebody flicked a light switch, it was that quick, it didn't, it didn't uh, like vanish into a puff of smoke or nothing like that, no, it's slow, but it was just instant, just and gone. I don't know what that was. That's, I mean, I understand Bigfoot itself is hard enough for most people to believe, but to say, oh, not only I saw a Bigfoot, I also saw one disappear. But I don't know. I'm not an expert on the subject. I just know what I saw. Like I said, I'm out hiking and fishing and things like that a lot. I found tracks, you know, tracks that I can't explain. Just look like a big person's footprint. Um, I found the stick structures, and I've, I've heard some some crazy howls and hoops and hollers and things like that. I live about 15 minutes from the Appalachian Trail, so we're often up there walking around and just enjoying being outside. The the weather, I think, unlike today, it's raining. You maybe hear that. But uh, what Bigfoot is, I, I don't know, man. Um, some people say, oh, it's interdimensional. And some people say, oh, it's a, it's a flesh and blood creature. But me, uh, humans, when you think about it, humans are, are both. Mankind is both. We are all spiritual beings. We're all very physical beings. So maybe, maybe it's just another kind of person. You know, the Uniwadowahi, that means the mystic tribe. A lot, of, a lot of people say, oh, they're just another tribe of people. When you see them, to turn around and walk away because they don't like us that much. Maybe they see uh, what they're, what we're doing to our planet and they they don't like that. I don't know. But as far as a, uh, like a government, some people say, oh, the government is, uh, is making them or they're a government exper experiment gone wrong. I don't really believe that because these were reported like Vikings saw them and people a long time ago, by 15, 1600s, there's reports. So I'm pretty sure there wasn't a government back then, but what they are, I couldn't really say. Maybe, maybe there are just another tribe of people, but I thank you for the time and for listening to me. Talk to you later. Bye. Man, wow. You know, we, you know, we've talked in the, in episode two of Bigfoot and medicine and they do those things. You know, I, you know, I know he hasn't really told that story to the public and, but you know, I'd have to say, you know, when I you know, speak to him, you know, I a hundred percent believe that they can do those things. Um, and he mentioned the lost tribe. I, like I said, I, in episode two, I think, like I said, I agree with a lot of things that he's saying. Maybe that's a, Maybe that's Cherokee thing, you know, I don't know, but, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of people, you know, think that 
this thing is, you know, like I said, government or, you know, conspiracy. I, this this thing has been around for a long time. Man, this has been such a, you know, great episode. Golly, I, I, I couldn't hold my excitement back for this one because, man, Derek absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, he did his thing on this and he had came, came with some heat. So, uh, Mr. Derek Morris, I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, we, we corresponded back and forth and... I'm gonna have him on again. He's got, uh, you know, he's got some Appalachian Trail things that he's experienced, and you know, he's always kind of keeping me up on the true crime that happens on the on the Appalachian Trail and the the surrounding trails that he's around. And but uh, I have to say a big what o to to Derek Morris and guys. Go follow me, TikTok, One Man Band Nine One Eight, Facebook, Yahoo Tiger, YouTube, War Cry Podcast uh, Dash One Man Band. Um, I appreciate everybody that's been listening. Um, we have hit the almost 800 mark as of what is today. I'm recording this on Friday, uh, Friday night. So as of right now, we're at 800 total views and listens and downloads. And I, I, you know, it's, it's humbling, but I appreciate each and every one of you guys and I'll see you on the next one.